Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I'm not your deputy, Amy McLeod. And I don't know why I suggested we watch this movie. My name is Melissa Huggins. And tonight we watched The Telegraph Trail from 1933, directed by Tenny Wright and starring John Wayne, Duke the Miracle Horse, and Frank McHugh. Yes, that's right. Duke got second billing. And do you know what's not fair about poor Duke? I went to try to look up uh, facts about Duke. Duke facts? <laughs> and couldn't couldn't find any, unlike oh. the trigger facts. Uh, apparently, he, he didn't, he wasn't as famous. Although, if people know any Duke facts, let me know. Yeah, write us write us in if you have any Duke the Miracle Horse facts cuz Duke was pulling some weight in this movie. I think I think Duke was the best character in this movie. Frankly. Oh, by far. Yeah, followed like I just want a movie with with just Duke and Alice. <gasps> I would watch that. Duke and yeah. Alice would just that just a buddy cop for the two of them would be amazing. Yeah. And, and like uh, they can have side characters of Uncle Zeke and Tippy, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that would be fine. Yep, yep. So, Mel, do you want to tell us what happened in this here picture show? Oh, do I? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in this very short John Wayne Western, very early John Wayne Western, uh, we have to know a guy named Gus Lynch. He's a pretty nasty fellow, big, big old piece of work. And what he is essentially doing is he is riling up the local native tribes against the, the guys who are setting up the um, telegraph wires uh, to finally connect, I guess, East Coast and West Coast or the East yep. and the West. Right. Um, and this is your warning now. Uh, this is a very... <laughs> racist movie <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's uh, 1933 yeah um yeah but most of the plot basically consists of the tensions of the local tribe run by chief high wolf played by yakima canute i believe is how you pronounce his name um and basically what's happening is uh the natives will attack the telegraph the people running the telegraph wires um at the instigation of gus lynch um and this sort of sets into motion a series of events that brings john wayne into town um and john wayne comes into town and it is now his job to get these telegraph wires set up um and and run and kind of push back against what's going on with uh the the local natives right um the but he doesn't know that gus lynch is the one who's actually causing all of the problems now our b plot happens to be with alice who is the love alice (laughs) alice is great (laughs) uh who is the niece of our i'm sure we're going to talk about him a lot amy oh yeah Uh, our local general store owner zeke Uh, Uncle Zeke. Yes, Uncle Zeke for the win. Um, (laughs) And she and her Uncle Zeke happened to be traveling uh, past where the telegraph wires were being uh, 
run and they came upon the aftermath of one of these attacks and she happens to be given a packet of letters and information about this white man who was with uh the local indians um and she eventually is able to pass this information on to John Wayne through a series of shenanigans that involve a fake engagement, getting locked in a box, ending up uh, in the back of a wagon and uh, a, a, an attack by native people. So <laughs> also whispering secrets to a horse. That is also correct. Yes. Whispering secrets to a horse. Um, long story short. Alice and uh, John Wayne, who I think his character is also named John. Yes, yeah. They fall in love. John rallies the town. Everybody gets together. It's revealed that Gus Lynch is the one causing all the problems. However, instead of the movie making the turn of, you know, reconciliation and realizing that it's this third party that's causing a problem. The movie actually culminates with this big shootout fight between um, the guys who have just finished running the telegraph wires, um, Chief High Wolf's tribe, big, huge, long battle that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about, um, wherein at the end of the battle, uh, Chief High Wolf realizes that Gus Lynch is has betrayed him uh, and Gus Lynch shoots Chief High Wolf. Chief High Wolf shoots Gus Lynch and that is the end of the movie and everybody is happy except for the Native American people who are all dead now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess happy ending for, for John Wayne in this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is about it. Um, uh, but I think that's that's essentially it, right? Oh, yeah. I think I yeah, that's the, the plot. The plot. And I've I feel like the beginning part of the plot where it's like, oh, you know, is with the, you know, third party kind of playing these sides against each other to uh, kind of get the most out of the situation. I'm like, that alone is enough for a movie. Yeah. Um, and you could do a lot with that. And they really kind of didn't. And I, they didn't. And I, I really strongly feel like it, it suffered from being in 1933. Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. because i was talking about this with ben who watched it with me and i was as we started watching it because i have seen this before mm -hmm. a long time ago but i think i only saw the second half so i missed the beginning um where there's they use a lot of slurs <laughs> um <Yes. laughs> it would be funny if they weren't serious right you know? like oh my god like what um and I remember watching the second half of it and uh, being like, okay, this is kind of a very like, it's like what it, what it feels like is little kids playing cowboys and Indians. This is the story 100%. that little kids play or hopefully don't play anymore. Uh, but like cowboys and Indians, like mm -hmm. good guys, bad guys, shoot them, shoot each other, chase each other around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what this is is and like the indigenous people are not people they're no they're an obstacle yeah they're they're an obstacle and they're treated like children um yeah, yeah they do that very you see it in a lot of old westerns and heck you probably even see it in some more modern westerns oh. where it's like oh we have uh the cowboy the evil cowboy guy who's you know in cahoots uh pulling the strings with the the indian tribe and he talks to the chief 
in these like stilted in this stilted language like it's like look the man understands english you can just talk to him you don't have to be like like that bothered me because i'm like the telegraph line i'm like that's a pretty new technology for everybody you don't have to give it some mystical name like oh the singing wires i'm like you could be like that thing's called a telegraph and they use it to communicate and i'm like he'll get it he's not like like three years old yeah and and they it's like what it's almost like is that the the language it's that they're treating that very stilted language like it's the like the actual Indian that, language, right? And right. Gus Lynch, even though he is speaking English, is speaking English like he is speaking Indian. This version yeah, of yeah, um, yeah. And we're not even going to get into the fake. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the no. It's very Peter words. Peter Pan. Yes. Uh, situation um, is what we got going on here. But I, but I, what I also found fascinating about this movie um was the fact that i'm fairly certain and i again i tried to do a google and some get some more information did you pick up on that they interspersed like actual footage of real indigenous people yes i actually i found some because i noticed i picked up on that too because i was like there are some shots i'm like that is not from the same movie like Mm -hmm. the lighting is different the quality was different so I have uh, some information on this one. Good. So I couldn't find they, it. <laughs> yeah. So um, Telegraph Trail is actually a remake. This is a remake of the 1928 silent film, uh, The Glorious Trail. Oh. And they actually took a lot of footage from that movie and put it into this remake. So a lot of that spliced footage is... From that movie, a lot of which was stock footage. I was going to say it looked like stock footage. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. they sped it up almost to fit with the music that they were playing. So it looked weird. And you can like even tell it's like different cultures mm-hmm. and things. like. I was like, is this like every single culture <laughs> native to the Americas <laughs> that they've picked up and shoved into this movie? Like, right? It was like... I'm like, okay, it kind of looks like authentic, like, let me get your opinion on this. I was like, I can't tell if this is better or worse than if they just made it up. Right, right. It, it was, it was one of those things, like, I, in many ways, it's kind of worse because you, what they're sort of doing, because it is clearly like many different cultures yeah because <laughs> like different because, different clothing because the indigenous people of america are not one monolithic <laughs> no. culture um and and like to sort of have them be presented like that is is a problem mm-hmm. you know um yeah. when when they're already not being presented well um, yeah so yeah yeah definitely leans into that kids playing around kind of thing where you're a kid you don't know any better so you're just like messing around and it was yeah. just like they did zero research they're just like get some stock footage of some native folks doing whatever it is they do and we'll shove it in the movie yeah or it's like oh well we have this and you know we don't have enough you know extras uh right Ben pointed out, 
and I thought this was interesting. So when you see whenever they have the like Indians riding through, right? And mm-hmm. they're making the stereotypical whooping right. noises. Yelling, you know? yeah. Um, and then there was a shot of like all the cowboys riding in, making the exact same noises. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, I am willing to bet that all of these cowboy extras also were playing uh, the Indians in this movie. Um, and it's... <laughs> it just you're probably not wrong it just goes into that leaning into that like it was very lazy yes because there was even one part where they were cutting between like high wolf saying something Mm -hmm. and then to other what looked like other indian chiefs and it was like clearly stock footage of some of these indian chiefs and when they cut to high wolf it was different dudes Uh sitting next to him with like the headdresses on i was like it was come on it was it was actual native people yes and then white dudes exactly yes i was like okay like pretty obvious i was like they did not try Mm -hmm. that's why i'm like i think i'd almost prefer if they just kept not trying right right um because then you could kind of wipe it away with like well it was 1933 they probably had ten dollars to make this movie and they just that's what they did yeah they had 55 minutes and 10 bucks um Uh, but another interesting so this uh this would not be the last time that this movie would be remade and the same stock footage interspliced seriously (laughs) it was remade in 1937 as the movie prairie thunder that also used some archive footage and shots from this uh this film but I could even tell in some of the um, in the shootout scene where they would show like you know people kind of running for cover. I was like, that looks like a lot older. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it was very it was very odd. It's yeah. like, did you have two days to make this whole movie? Um, yeah. It's like they remade the movie and then they were like, I guess just reshoot the scenes that we're going to put John Wayne in. And I mean, <laughs> call it a day. My guess is they were like, we need we we want a vehicle for this. Because the one thing I will say about John Wayne in this movie is I now get why people thought he was handsome. Oh, yeah. Young, like fresh faced John mm-hmm. Wayne. Like even Andy was like, whoa. Yeah. And he is he is especially a cutie patootie in this movie. Um, yes. And it's it's very clear that that like this is a vehicle for him. It was very mm-hmm. much like they were trying to. In some of the reading I was doing, like, they were, it was almost like they were trying to find, this was another thing of them trying to find a niche for him. Like, mm-hmm. he'd done the singing cowboy thing. Now they've got him in a horse. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Like, do a little Roy Rogers thing. A little thing, Roy you know? Rogers and Trigger, like, you know, like, yeah. Duke the Miracle Horse. I think at another point right. he has, like, a horse that's in another, and, like, later on he has, like, yeah. a horse, like, Starlight or something in other movies. Anyway, um that it's that that they're trying to create that kind of formulaic team um yeah 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 and he's got his drunk little sidekick in this one. <laughs> oh my goodness tippy, tippy. <laughs> like colonel tippy <laughs> oh boy i think he, he was, was corporal tippy corporal tippy but i don't okay. think it don't matters <laughs> no tippy should not be anywhere in a war <laughs> 
the best part about that is uh, every single time Tippy started to tell his like little misogynist story about women, mm-hmm. everyone, including the horse, would walk away. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was that was a good running gag in this one because. In my notes, I have that uh, Colonel or Corporal Tippy thinks that girls are gross. <laughs> he thinks they're icky and have cooties. Which, again, this is just a bunch of boys playing out their little game. Mm-hmm. They're just so. And they saw Peter yeah. Pan once and went, "You know mm-hmm. what would be fun? Let's do that." Racism. Yeah. So it's like he's always trying to warn John Wayne against ladies because apparently ladies are terrible. Ever since you throwed your arms around that gal's neck, we've had nothing but trouble. I only wish she was here now. I'd sure tell her. Well, come on. We better get going. I tell you, all women is a jinx. Did I ever tell you about that little redhead I met in Wichita? Well, John, that was one of the finest... Every single time he tries to get to the end of the story, people get up and walk away. And he's like, oh, well, (laughs) I guess that's that. Although, I will say, to be fair, the first interaction with Alice... Yes. You know, okay. <laughs> a little so let's okay. Okay. Let's talk about Alice for a second and her subplot. So she comes in so her uncle Zeke is the owner of the general store. Mm-hmm. And they come into town in the middle of all of this stuff and And it's right after the first attack where John where one of John Wayne's friends who's also in the army gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, Jonesy or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. And so old Uncle Zeke sets up shop. He's got a nice Cracker Barrel looking general store, which I loved. Uh, and then Gus. Gus. Uh, what the frick was his last name? Lynch. Lynch. Gus Lynch shows up and is like, oh, did you tell Alice the new, or the good news yet? <laughs> yeah. And, the, the, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, it's the classic, like, the bad guy. It, he's pulling a guest on. He's basically yes. being like... I have picked the pretty lady that I am going to marry, despite every other pretty lady in town also thinking I'm cute. I only want this pretty lady. Um, Yeah, who does not seem to want anything to do with me. And I think a a key piece of information we've left out is when Alice and Zeke came across uh, the, the, the telegraph worker who'd been shot, John Wayne's friend, he had given her letters for John Wayne. But also, there is this, like, (laughs) glamour shot. uh, It's like a prom picture. Like a prom (laughs) picture of this guy, John Wayne, front and center, and Tippy. Like, 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 no, actually, do you know what it is? It's a JCPenney family portrait. It (laughs) is. It's like, here are my three. Because I think think Jonesy was in the picture, too. It's like, here's my three sons. Yes. (laughs) That I'm going to put in my wallet at this photo. Or is it like, here are the other two men that I am in a romantic relationship with. Um. <laughs> yes, this is our, this is our thruple and we have a wonderful time. Yeah, but it's, it's very much like, uh, like it's, it's giving that your, your mom made you go to JCPenney and made you get dressed up and sit in front of yeah. the like plain background. Um, yes. So she, With the guy going like, move your head a little bit to the right. Mm-hmm. Just can you tilt your head? The, everyone, no, a little, not to the left. I, okay, okay. I don't. <laughs> and you're like swiveling. Right, I, I, <laughs> and you end up like with your head like, you know, parallel to the ground with your hand on your on chin. Your chin. <laughs> a little fist. <laughs> yeah. And you're in the itchiest dress. 
Um, yes. That's the vibes of this photo. Yes. Uh, but she has this photo. And so Gusland shows up. Yes, Gusland shows up and is like, you're going to tell Alice the good news. So Zeke like sheepishly goes into her room and is like, hey, this handsome man wants to marry you. And like Gus bursts in is like, what do you think? Like, let's let's get married or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm she like pulls the whole like, I'm very if only I could. She but I'm already engaged. Yeah, She does the classic thing that you do when you're at a bar and someone inappropriate hits on you you go i have yeah. a boyfriend yeah she does the whole i have a boyfriend and they're and like and of course uncle zeke can't freaking take a hint he's like what you didn't tell me you were engaged what's going i'm like come on uncle zeke like you you've already you've already allowed the sh- the assholeest man in town to yeah. be like i'm gonna marry your niece and you, you buddy you were like i guess like, buddy pal <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, now Alice is trying to think on her feet, like, yes, and. Yes, and, Alice. <laughs> Come on. And so they're like, what are you talking about? So she whips out the picture, and she's like, uh, uh, this one in the middle. Yes, so John Wayne in his Sunday best. <laughs> right? She's like, uh, yeah, that one looks good. And what's funny to me is that they're like, well, how'd you, like, meet? Or I can't remember exactly what they say, but she goes on to kind of describe him. And instead of being like, oh, it was like a whirlwind romance. She's like, oh, he's a horrible man and he frightens me and, like, he'll shoot you and, like, I'm so scared. I was like... That's it? He forced me to become engaged. Well, don't worry about that. Forget him. Oh, I wouldn't dare. I'm deathly afraid of him. Why, when I even think of what he might do if... Well, if that's all that's holding you back, don't you be a-worrying. I'll tend to that varmint. Oh, but you don't know him. Why, he once shot a man. But mind my instep. Oh, oh, he's terribly jealous. Alice? (laughs) Alice, why? (laughs) Why have you done this? Yeah, he's gonna kill me if I don't, if I don't. And then, and then when she says, when she says he's gonna attack me or hurt me or like kill me if i didn't say yes to him that's when zeke gets mad that's when he gets pissed not the other man who's currently in the room who is also like demonstrably an app yeah like you know i think that's i think that's essentially that's what it is that's why she says that because this is the current story that she's in. Like, ah. isn't this bad? Someone forcing me to be engaged to them. Yeah. Sucks. Like, right? Uncle? Uncle Zeke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> but so, they go out into this... They, so then they're like, okay. So then she's like, you know, oh, don't worry. Like, he'll... He'll, I'm sure he'll come here, so I can't marry you or he'll kill you, so mm-hmm. whatever. She walks out in the general store, and who's there but John Wayne in his shiny white suit? Oh, I have a note. I have a note. So much fringe. All so the much fringe. A hundred percent fringe. <laughs> I don't think there's anything under that. I think it's just fringe. I, I think he, that's what he, like, if he took the top off... It would be Long John's with fringe. Yes. That's what it would be. Yes. Yeah. Nothing without fringe. So, um, yeah. But yeah, but she comes out, she sees him and she's like, oh, shit. Why is this my life? <laughs> right. Like, why is this man here? Because um, it's the man in the photo. Fuck's sake. Um, and she does 
the only thing she can do, which is continue to ace improv class yes. and have everyone else around her fail at it, yeah. um, is fling herself onto John Wayne and be like, darling. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've missed you terribly. Um, to which John Wayne just thinks she's insane and panics mm-hmm. straight up has like, there is a beautiful woman flinging herself at me calling me darling i need to leave this vicinity right now yeah he like books it out of there and it's so funny because tippy the whole time is like you have a girlfriend you traitor i was like yeah this is totally little kids like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep yep yeah so john john wayne thinks that alice is like completely insane Because then they see her later, like, talking to Gus, and they're like, oh, she's obviously in cahoots with him, and we know he's a bad dude, so, like, she's probably just trying to, like, you know, mess with you or something. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but then, Um, yeah, Alice then hides in a box to prove that she's trying to Well, because she's, okay, so she hides in the box. The only reason she hides in the box is she has overheard that Gus Lynch is going to basically have uh, Chief High Wolf attack at this one certain spot. And she's trying to pass along that information with this little note. Um, and when she tries to give it to them, uh, of course, Gus Lynch shows up. And so the only place for her to hide is in the back of a wagon in a box, which they then lock mm-hmm. and pile stuff on top of. Yep. Um, so she that's how she ends up in the battle. Um, but her, her character, I thought for a female character in a Western for this time period, I thought she was pretty decent. I did too. I was like, they, they gave her a lot of stuff to do. Uh, and she wasn't, she wasn't really a damsel in distress. I mean, the only Mm -hmm. time was when she got herself stuck in a box, but that was kind of like her own doing. But she also like she still made but, it work but, but but she also is the one who like they were kind of the damsels and just didn't distress yeah, in that situation she saved them yeah because she has the information to be like buddy pals you're you're gonna get attacked in this one particular spot and she gets them the like she sneaks the note like out of the corner of the box mm-hmm. so that someone sees it sees that it says like you're going to be attacked at i think it's like red bluff yeah and uh they act on that information Mm -hmm. um and they're able to instead of all of them getting killed they're all able to pull like a switcheroo right um and and defeat the the party who's attacking them um but it's kind of without her they would have all been dead right they would not have done so hot (laughs) Mm-hmm. And she's also the one I'm fairly certain who passes along the information about that it was Gus Lynch. Yes, she did. Yeah. So she kind of is the hero of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed her character from moment one. It was like, because she was not passive. Like, she was trying to do her thing the whole movie, like which was awesome. And- and clearly everyone else in this movie needs to take an improv class and learn what yes and means. Yeah. The only one helping her out is Gus the Miracle Horse. Gus Very was there true. for it. <laughs> Which I thought that was cute because when they get her back, you know, when they get her out of the box, 
they're kind of like, what, you know, basically, were you spying on us? Like, were you sent by what's his name? Like, because they don't, yeah, because they don't know at that point she wrote the note, right? Uh, even though it was like coming from outside, you know, like she was yeah, in the box, like uh, two, put two and two together, boys. Like, but also, but also, it was Tippy who found the note, and we all know how smart Tippy is. Not so. <laughs> he has the he has half a brain cell, and oh it is not God. sober. He's an orange cat has more brain cells than Tippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Tippy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, like, John Wayne's basically like, all right, Tippy, you keep an eye on her to make sure she doesn't, like, sneak around or do anything. And Tippy, of course, he thinks <gasps> girls are gross. So he asks Duke the horse to look after her. This was my favorite part. Yes. And I just love, he's, like, telling her, Duke, tell, tell yeah. Duke what to do. Duke, you gotta watch her. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He shakes his head, like, all right. And then when uh, Alice comes out of the tent to, like, talk to Duke, you know, she's like, you know, can can you do something for me? And the horse is like, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> and then she's like, I got a sugar cube for you. And he's like, well, now you're talking my language, lady. <laughs> it was Duke and Alice were the best parts of this movie. I would watch a whole hour of just them. <laughs> Duke was amazing. I loved that the horse had a personality. Yes. Um, I enjoyed uh pretty much all the little tricks he did throughout it and it is very true uh uh horses will you give them treats they will love you forever they they will they will be like oh you have a treat for me i will have a treat please um the cheat code for horses oh my god we i used to buy so my pony's name was snickers oh her name she was an appaloosa she was very cute um, but she, they would sell these like special kind of like horse cookies, um, that were like, somebody made them and they were like homemade that this person would sell at like the local tap shop and we would buy them and they were like, like they talk about with dogs, like the, the high value treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this was. Um, and when I tell you, I would pull these out, she would know and like her, ent- she would be like. You have the cookie. <laughs> I would like that cookie, please. Surrender the want, cookie. What do you want me to do? And I like taught her how to do like she would do little tricks and stuff. Aww. Um with that I trained her to do with those things and it was like I was like, Yes, they will yes, give he deserves a sugar give cube. Give him a sugar cube. He's being a good horse and he was passing he's a, notes. He's a good boy. Yes. The horse is <laughs> the best boy. Although, did you, did you clock the cut that happens when John? <laughs> I did. It was a very poor cut. I guess they couldn't when, refilm when it. When he's leaping onto the back of. Okay, I have a timestamp for everyone out there because this is a, an audio medium uh, for anyone who wants to see this. Um, there is a cut around 31 minutes and 12 seconds. Probably a little bit before where John Wayne has, for whatever reason, it kind of makes no sense, um, has sort of found out, he's he's like finally found out about Gus Lynch and he, he doesn't quite confront him, but he goes to his shack, Gus Lynch's shack, where he's having a plotting session with uh, High Wolf. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> John Wayne, despite overhearing them and hearing the manipulation whatever um 
throws uh like a note with a knife mm-hmm. into the wall and revealing that like he knows Gus Lynch is behind everything. And it's that like it's almost like a silent movie. It book. is. Yes. Where he's like in the window and they like it cuts to the knife and it cuts to um, Gus Lynch and High Wolf looking at the knife and then it cuts to them looking back at the window and you see John Wayne and then John Wayne is like glaring at them and it's like clearly you could shoot him. Yeah, he's right there. He's right there. Yeah. Um, he could shoot them. Like, yeah. you, you know, you have choices. He could have knifed um, one of them. He had the knife. Exactly. Um, and he, John Wayne then runs towards Duke who's waiting for him and does a vault over the back of the horse right yeah um and then around like 31 minutes 12 seconds maybe 31 11 31 10 there's a cut of john wayne then being in the saddle (laughs) yes i was like i guess he didn't get in it very well well here is what i think happened I think he vaulted onto the back of the horse. However, he's got a Western saddle. Western saddles have very high backs. <gasps> that man couldn't... Couldn't clear it. He couldn't clear it. <laughs> so yeah. he landed... So either what happened was he landed on this horse and this horse was so well-trained that uh, the horse didn't do anything. Or he landed directly on this horse's kidneys and the horse bucked and like rightfully threw him off which i would find joy in that um because <laughs> you shouldn't do that um yeah. but then i what i think what it was is they were they were cutting out the undignified scooching he had to do <laughs> yes to get over the back of this saddle i clocked that too because i was like that to me that was a pretty obvious cut it was pretty they didn't smooth that over at all no no yeah. and i feel like and I would have to go back and look, um, but I feel like most of the time when you see the cowboy vaulting over the back of the horse, they usually have like, either it's like a hidden trampoline somewhere situation, or they're like leaping off of something onto the horse. They're not like from the ground right. vaulting Yeah, straight I would into say the so. saddle. So I think they were just trying to do something fancy schmancy and... Couldn't pull it off. No, and they're like, there is an undignified scooch here, so we need to <laughs> no, edit that out. Release the scooch cut. <laughs> I want <laughs> to see the scooch. <laughs> oh my god. And that poor horse is like, I I do not get paid enough right. for this bullshit. Yeah, like, I got like two sugar cubes from that last scene. Like, come I on. Am- I am Duke the Wonder Horse. Right? Like, like, come on. I am the second billing. Right? Before the other humans in this movie. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Yeah, I That's do fair. too. I agree. That I is agree. very fair. Okay. Um, did we want to... Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? Oh, I did... Um, I did enjoy... In the beginning, when Jonesy or whatever the friend's name is, is dies um, from the attack, the dramatic telegraph pole death is like fake out. He has got a long death. That guy. I I wrote, I wrote, great deadfall in the first ten minutes, 
and then he lived yeah nope. <laughs> yeah it was like because if he gets shot and you're like oh no he died and then you're like oh nope he's going back to telegraph some more and mm-hmm. then like oh nope uh he fell off he's dead but then alice like cradles him in in her arms and he's like he seems fine (laughs) i mean he he did take like like look at like go outside list dear listener yes go outside and look at a telephone pole and imagine climbing to the top of that don't actually do this yeah please imagine climbing to the top of that and falling off of that and landing and living yeah like that's that's the kind of fall like worst comes to worst he would never walk again yeah like, maybe maybe alice just left him out there and he wasn't dead right it's like well there's when he can't save you <laughs> like but it, <laughs> and it wasn't any kind of like parkour type of landing or anything it was like mm-hmm. just like splat is what happened yeah <laughs> he dead yeah he just fell right off that thing it was and it, it was a good deadfall yeah it looked good i was yeah. like i was like surprised that you know, you couldn't see like some kind, or they didn't hide it because it was a high fall. I was like, they must have done something so that actor didn't hurt themselves. Hopefully, I mean, it, I wasn't. It didn't look like a dummy, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, also, no OSHA. I think Not we've yet. established that there was no OSHA yet. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I, I know like the, the stuntmen of the time were absolutely crazy, go nuts. So, <laughs> which can we talk about? Did you look up Yakima Canute at all? The guy who plays High Wolf. A little bit. Okay, I I am gonna put this in here now. Um, uh, I want to watch a western where he is uh, not <laughs> a native person. Um, I want to watch a western with him uh, because he he was like a big time trick rider cowboy stunt man um like yeah like he doubled for john wayne um and like like uh it's like wiki according to wikipedia it says uh wayne copied much of his on-screen persona from canute mm-hmm. um if i'm saying his name right i'm sorry if i'm not um <clears throat> like like it says here, uh, the characterizations associated with Wayne, the drawling, hesitant speech, and the hip-rolling walk were pure Canute. Said Wayne, I spent weeks studying the way Yakima Canute walked and talked. He was a real cowhand. Um, He's a big rodeo and, guy. Right? And, it, like, it, he just looks like such an interesting... Oh, yeah, he doubled for him in Stagecoach. Oh, nice. Um... He just looks like someone um, who who was like a fascinating person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it says here he he staged the chariot race in Ben Hur. Um, He's got some impressive credentials. Yeah, I I would, and he died at the age of ninety. Dang. In nineteen eighty six. Sheesh. I know. I so this per he he seems like a really interesting, really really interesting person. Yeah. Um, and I would love to watch some some stuff with him. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look and see if uh, maybe one of our next ones we can try and find one yeah. where he's uh, you know 
<laughs> but so if you're if you're interested uh, in these people, I've never heard of him before. Me either. Um, and I had looked him up because I was like, oh, they're riding bareback in this movie, and like they're doing a lot of like interesting riding. And I looked him up, and I was like, because I was also trying to figure out like. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. he a white dude? I was, yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was doing, I was doing the white dude check. Right. Um. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Sometimes, yeah, especially in these old, uh, you know, in these older films, it's more like mm. Mm, probably. And <laughs> and like if I if I compare the treatment of the natives and the the Indians in this movie to, um, I think it's Meek's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Where you have very similar, I think we talked about in that one, um, how the the men in, in Meeks Crossing talked to the native man in that, mm-hmm. who was actually played by a native person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very similar, but the portrayal of it is very clear of the guy's talking this way are idiots like why yeah. are you doing this like this yeah. is not how you do this it's it's interesting to see like the 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 way we've sort of evolved in how that kind of relationship is being depicted i don't know what do you think yeah i mean to me the word that comes to mind especially in telegraph trail is it's just like very a very patronizing way of speaking of like clearly you can't understand complex words or concepts so i'm going to speak like that because it was like they could clearly understand each other in telegraph trail like they were communicating but he was communicating in a way that's like you know if you talked it'd be like you you meet someone and you're like oh hi how are you today like oh you know like they're a freaking child like you'd be like Mm -hmm. why are you talking to me like this you're a big weirdo i think even a four-year-old would be like what? Yeah, please I mean, stop. Like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like a baby. Like, mm-hmm. where, you know, and in Meek's Crossing, it was more, like, you know, it's like they wanted to talk to him, but they were still like repeating words that he clearly doesn't understand. And it's like mm-hmm. they weren't doing anything to like bridge that gap. They're just like, figure out English, I guess, because that's the only thing we're going to use. <laughs> like, and, and still that like he is, he was also not portrayed as someone who was a child. Correct. Because in this one, they very much, Chief High Wolf was very clearly being portrayed as someone who was a child. Yeah, where it's like, I feel like if you were to remake this movie today, there would be a lot more suspicion on the part of the natives of like, okay, this guy says he wants to help us and he's been able, you know, he's been giving us information to like, stop people from coming into our territory but like can we trust him where in you know chief high wolf was basically like oh gus is my best friend and he'll do anything mm-hmm. for me <laughs> and like no and yeah and i think um it, the the other thing was ben pointed this out like in the movie it's portrayed that gus lynch is lying to them yeah. That he's saying all these things like, yeah, when these singing wires come and I'm like, doing air quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> like let me do this visual gesture that <laughs> <laughs> um, the, when these singing wires come, um, the army is going to come and they're going to kill all of you. And I kind of would be like, 
he's not wrong. <laughs> ben was right? like, he's he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not lying to them. I mean, I guess like, I guess the lie is he's trying to make it seem like they're doing this within, you know, to you when it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, they're probably going to try and kill you. But like, that's not the point of the telegraph wire. Like, that's not the end game. Yeah. But it, but it's also what is going to happen. Yeah, like, they probably will kill you. But. Yeah, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a weird sort of, like, almost like they're telling on themselves in a exactly. way. Exactly, yeah. Um, that, you know, in hindsight, you're like, Mm. yeah especially because like in the very beginning when they when there's the first attack it's just nothing but like oh those you know what's like yeah you know and it's like okay clearly you don't have a good relationship with them to even be like mm-hmm. oh why did this happen like should we go talk to them like what's going yeah, again, on yeah again be prepared if you if you do end up watching this um there, there are quite a few slurs at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they kind of lighten up on it near the end. But I mean, I feel like, yeah, in the beginning, this is the verbal, uh, verbal slurs, and then I don't know the montages of the native stock footage. I was like, oh god, that almost makes me more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I wanted hmm. to enjoy this. I because again, I'd seen it before, and I. I must have conflated this movie with something else because this was, I, th- I think it was on TCM. I caught the second half of it and I remember being like, okay, it's a typical thirties Western. Okay. Um, but I remember having a good time and I, for whatever reason in my head, I had this like scene of the native coming, like the, the native people coming together with like John Wayne's, group and being like you know we were fooled we didn't know what was going on you know and having this like reconciliation scene which does not happen in this movie at all yeah i'm wondering uh, maybe maybe did you see one of the 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 37 version i don't know let me see if that says how that one ends um but it was it was very funny because watching this i was like i remember i definitely saw this one or the the second half of this one okay um and remember being like oh i mean it's it's a 30 western there it's problematic yeah um but i i missed the whole beginning part with all the slurs And I, I was like, oh, rewatching it with Ben, I was like, oh, oh no. Right? Yeah, it catches you off guard a little bit. You're like, whoa, okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. Good lord. But John yeah. Wayne's cute. He's super cute in this movie. I'm like, Alice oh, is boy. great. She is um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. She picked the cute one in the picture mm-hmm. for her fake fiance. Right. Uh, that's totally what she did. She was like, this one. He's cute. He'll do. Right here. Yeah. He's real handsome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe that when she's like, oh yeah, he forced me to get engaged. I was like, Alice. Alice, why? <laughs> Alice, even in your fantasy, like things aren't going well. <laughs> like, come She's on. trying. She's trying. She's doing her best. She just needs to spend more time. I, I want to see the emotional arc between her and with like Duke the Miracle Horse teaching her to love herself, you know? Like, right? 
They have like they they're like you know what? Screw this town. Screw these asshole racist people. Yeah. Me and Duke, we're gonna go off, find our own niche in the West. Yes. Yes. They can <laughs> solve you- crimes. Or yeah. mysteries. <laughs> they're gonna go meet up with sis and trigger yes. and and have their own they're gonna like find the christmas trees yep and make sure they get to town galahad the turkey will be there mm-hmm. yep all right here we go <laughs> we need we need some money so we can make some of these movies happen Agreed. Jeez. All right. Well, shall we get into some segments? Let's do it. Okay. Um, let's start with the face. He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. Okay. I. I don't know if I have a face. This one was a little tough. I. There's two faces I have in mind. One is a more serious one. I think mm-hmm. the strongest, like, Western face would be from Gus Lynch. There were a couple times he had some mm. good squints going on. Yes. Um, it's not the best Western face we've seen. I mean, but it was pretty... I was like, he's he's bringing as much face as he's got. He's bringing yeah. all the face. Um, so I think for the serious one, I would give that to him for his mean guy face. But I also really liked the face of uh, Corporal Tippy with just crackers just coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> when some woman throws him, throws herself at John Wayne, he's just crackers like, oh, God. Yep. A lady oh. gross. <laughs> Lost my appetite. Oh, no. Um, you know what? Who, you know who I'm going to give it to? I'm going to give it to the horse. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Duke. Fair. I'm um when when his ears perk forward and she offers him the sugar, the sugar cube. I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to that. That was some like grade A horse acting in that scene. It was amazing horse acting. I don't know how they got the horse to do that, but Duke is a miracle horse. Thank you, Duke. <laughs> Despite what Pat says, they're quite intelligent creatures. This is this is a safe place to uh talk pro horse ideologies <laughs> so respect the horse and the horse will respect you <laughs> one of these days mel i really want to make like campaign ads for both you and pat for your <laughs> anti and pro horse things i figure out how to do that <laughs> we can make it happen we'll we can make it, it happen buttons yeah. we should make buttons little buttons yeah i like that little buttons we gotta get some slogans going <laughs> Oh, <laughs> awesome. Let's see. So that we did the face. So one thing I don't think we had was a good saloon. <laughs> no, I would say the closest we got was the general store. Yeah. But even then, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, really, like, the most drinking we see happens outside of a covered wagon, which, mm-hmm. I mean, not during, an ideal place. During the middle of a fight. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. that's as good a time as any to have a drink, but oh my god, would not be preferable. <sighs> yeah, that, I mean, and they did a little that, joke where they're so drunk and they're trying to shoot at the... the yeah, room. that... that... That it's was like, oh, I got that... two of them, because he's seeing yeah. double. Yeah. 
Ben got really upset at that section because <laughs> it was he was like the white exceptionalism in this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> that yeah. like these two idiots are so it's Zeke and Tippy. Yeah. Um, which are we getting into the coot? I think we'll slide right into the coot watch. Those are our coots. Those are our coots. After all, he's not a bad old coot. Because what they're, they're drunk. They're drinkity drink drunk. Off their ass Um, drunk. And they're doing, the gag is, oh, I got two. Yeah. And when the camera pans over, it's, um, doubled. Right. Because they got, they're so drunk. Yeah. It's basically a Legolas Gimli fight, yes. but not as good. Yes. Because um, <laughs> they should not be that skilled when they're that wasted. Right. Which does that open the question? Are Legolas and Gimli coots? Oh, man. You just blew my mind. Uh, I think so. I'm going to call them the mm-hmm. coots of the Lord of the Rings franchise. I, I think so. This again, more lobbying that Lord of the Rings is a western we're gonna keep picking that apart till we we yeah line that up um, but anyway yeah so the the issue the thing that ben got upset at was that they're so drunk but yet <laughs> they're still able with one shot to pick off uh people yeah um which yeah. is a little like i mean i get the gag right but i was like i was enjoying the pair of you until this moment i would have preferred it if like if it was like they were shooting at things that weren't people and they were like, oh, look, I got it's like a cactus. And they're like, oh, I got mm-hmm. one. And, you know, and it's like, no, you didn't. That would have made more <laughs> sense because I'm like, they're so drunk. Like, there's no way they could shoot anything or like they're shooting and it like accidentally gets somebody. And they're like, yeah, but know. like shooting, like straight up shooting a moving target that's moving quite fast. Yeah. Not easy. Like, no. And no, in, no. no, you're not um, doing that by accident. No. Um. But their other coot behaviors, I thought, were great. Yes. Um, Uncle Zeke was a joy. Oh, moment one. Like, he was making these great little pouty faces in the in the stagecoach. Like, hmm, <laughs> what do we got going on here? Like, you're safe with and, me, little miss. Like, And she's like, you're an idiot, Uncle yeah. Zeke. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why have you taken me out here, Uncle Zeke? This is clearly a bad place to be. Like, uh, me and my finger wave hair can't be here right now. Her hair. Her hair. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. Um, but I, I also thought, like, did you find the acting in this very wooden? Holy crap. Yeah. Like, one of the first lines, like, or scenes with John Wayne where he's talking to, like, his superior officer. He's like, you've got to let me go, sir. It's the final link necessary to complete the telegraph. But officer... I have to go to the thing. You you gotta let me go to the telegraph. And I was like, is this day one? Like, she never acted I, before. And the way the three of them, because it's Tippy, the officer, and John Wayne. There might be another guy there. And the way they're standing, it looks like they're they're in a proscenium theater. It it felt yeah, it felt very much like a stage production production in that scene. And I think what it was is they were talking to the mic. I think the mic was like at their feet. Because they all kind of leaned forward. mm -hmm, I think there was one mic and I think it was at their feet and they had to talk into the mic or it wouldn't, and they couldn't move because if they moved, then 
you couldn't hear them. And it's like once they got out of that scene and we got Uncle Zeke, it finally like everything relaxed. Yes. And we finally had a little bit more like Some acting. it felt more like a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I noticed that too off the bat. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> is this is what mm-hmm. the whole thing is going to be. Yeah. Like Again, I was like, this is not the movie I thought it was. <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Uncle Zeke's great. Uh, owns a general store that looks like a coot owns it because there's like shit all over the walls. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. stacked, which I liked seeing that. Because um, I feel like an old West general store should look a little messy, you know? Right. Should have like a lot of stuff going on. Like you're getting like there's stuff in there that you don't know where it came from, but it's here. Yeah. And, you know, it's, oh, I didn't order this, but it came. So now I have this. Exactly. And I'm going to be selling it for a nickel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe two. Yeah. Two whole nickels. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, tippy. Tippy. Yeah. And then, okay. So tippy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he checks a lot of boxes. Fear of women, straight up. Hundred percent. But yeah. yet, weirdly, has like stories about women. See, I feel like that's just he's oh. making that shit up. Those Agreed. did not happen. Agreed. Um, he drinks like a fish. Yep. Um, he really loves his horse. Yeah. He can talk to horses. He can mm-hmm. easily. Him and Duke. And under- yeah. Tight. Um, which leads me. Two, I have two questions for you about Coots, Amy. Okay, okay. So Tippy and Zeke, clearly Coots. Yes. Is Duke a Coot? Is Alice a Coot? Well, Alice would come by it honestly because that runs in the family. That's, I was like, because then I added, I because I wrote down, is Alice a Coot? And then I put, or is it she has just been raised by Coots? I think because to me, she like I feel like that's the that's the gist I get. She's been raised by coots. She knows her way around them. She knows their ways because she's got to take care of Uncle Zeke because right? God knows she, he can't take care of himself. Dear Lord, no, he cannot. Yeah. Um, but like, cause she can talk to horses. Yeah. Which is clearly coot-like behavior. She picked that up. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, she's too smart to me. Not that coots coots can be very intelligent. We can have the wise coots. But she's got too, like, you can't, she's got too much, she does too much to be. She has too much, she has too much awareness. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm like, if you're the wise coot, you're usually like, you hang back. You don't really Mm -hmm. get involved. If you're the crazy, like, not very smart coot, you can get yourself involved because, you know, now you're a liability. It's it's Zeke and Tippy drunk, uh, hiding behind a Conestoga wagon, shooting at people. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's, she's just too smart. I think she's just like been in that coot lifestyle so she's picked up some tendencies mm-hmm. um but duke the horse is a coot see he's not afraid of of women though he really likes alice that is true but she feeds him she does feed him and i feel like i feel like other women have befriended coots in the i mean obviously like alice and her uncle like if mm-hmm. you feed a coot that's how they'll you can fo- befriend them yeah they'll follow you home like yeah. you're like suddenly I now have this random uncle I didn't yeah. know I had before. Yeah, he lives out in the like, shed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he come in Feed for dinner. Him twice a day. Yeah, like, it's fine. He's fine. He's out there whittling, mm-hmm. reckoning, <laughs> 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 
hooting and hollering, whatever he was doing back there. Yelling at the train. Yeah. <laughs> the train that made him crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think Duke... I would qualify him as a coot horse because he has he's had like the most personality I think we've seen in a horse. Right. So because um, we didn't when we watched the one movie with Trigger, Trigger didn't have much to do. Because I think the dog did more than Trigger did in that movie. God, the dog. What did it eat? Three men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dog was like vicious. I'm like, call the freaking <laughs> ASPCA and help this dog. It's got a taste uh, for man. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, but yeah, I, I would, I, I think the horse is a coot because he, he, he sort of is like wandering around. He's there. Yeah. He, he is first distrustful of her and then trusts her. Mm -hmm. Like he, he has imprinted on her. Yes. Yes. So, um, we might have our first animal coot. Well, no, I think there was another one where the dog was a coot. I can't remember what movie that was. Maybe. We we vetoed the birds. Yeah. Birds. The one movie with the birds. Birds are not coots. Yeah. Well, we all know birds aren't real. So, you know. <laughs> the only bird I don't believe in are chickens. <laughs> chickens aren't real. Chickens aren't real. Oh, they're awful tasty. No. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> this is, I never thought of myself as a city kid until, uh, uh, because I, until I moved to Virginia when I lived there for a short while and saw my first chicken outside of a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh look at they that. Exist, they exist outside of zoos. Yeah. They're all over the place. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, I was a city kid. Okay. Done. Yep. Got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It happens. Happens to the best of us. Um, I, I will also say like with duke as a coot like no one questions that he is standing guard like None. that's that's what i think like it's like most coots like you know a coot gets put in charge of something and no one questions it they should but they don't they should but they don't and that's the same thing with the horse like, yeah duke guard her nobody questions it because yeah. like tippy even goes up to john and is like oh yeah duke's watching her and yeah and and john wayne's like checks that checks out that yeah, seems that's fine. fine glad you did that good job yeah so i love this okay so duke is our first horse coot mm-hmm. uh, oh i did also want to call out for for uh, tippy i really enjoyed the really long weird laugh he did after uh, gus electrocuted himself i was like what was that same right like oh god i put a note about that it was um, so long <laughs> like oh god where did i where did i note that um so that was kind of in the beginning uh, i wrote i wrote let's have fun with electricity yeah what? they they let gus electrocute himself for a good long time <laughs> i was I like know. that man could die i was like is his heart still beating like cuz so what happens is John Wayne and Tippy come to town and they're demonstrating the benefits of the telegraph. And they have like a little mini telegraph wire set up, like a little diorama mm-hmm. thing. And it's like live. 
or whatever. I guess they're dem. I don't know why it's live. It, I don't Do see you- why it would need to be like right. <laughs> like I, I don't understand. Like, are they just demonstrating? Like, is there a way to demonstrate the way the clicks work? I don't. Yeah, know. like maybe you hook it up to either end, but I don't know. But um, they have this little demonstration thing, and they have Gus Lynch come over, and he grabs it. They tell him to grab it. Well, he's like, I bet this stupid thing doesn't even work. And he goes to grab right. it. <laughs> and yeah. And, and electrocutes himself. Yes. <laughs> and he can't let go because he's electrocuted. No. Right. <sighs> I was shocked that they didn't do the gag of like smoke coming out of his ears. Mm-hmm. Because that was the kind of energy that we, like tonally that was also the weird thing going on is like sometimes you felt like this was like very zany yeah and sometimes really serious so it would have been appropriate for like smoke to come out of his ears which but that brings me to i believe hold on there was somebody involved in the making of this Ah, it was produced. One of the co-producers was Leon Schlesinger. Schlesinger, yeah. Schlesinger, who is known for cartoons. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There was definitely moments of, like, Looney Tune. Like, the the seeing double and quadruple was Looney Tunes. Him grabbing the thing mm-hmm. was was very looney tunes and i even think her alice in the box <laughs> alice in the box yes yeah. so yeah that makes mm-hmm. more sense it makes yeah. more sense um yeah speaking of alice can we talk costumes yes let's do uh i think the only new costume that happened for this movie was john wayne's and i think someone went uh fringe fringe and more fringe mm-hmm. And I think, and Stu might disagree with me, you might disagree with me, I think we have our first hat too big. It was a, it was a substantial hat. <laughs> it was so big. <laughs> it, it was a little ridiculous. It was kind of like they were trying to make uh, John Wayne look as cool as possible. They're like, what does the coolest cowboy look like? Fringe he, and giant hat. He looked... He... And he's babyface John Wayne. Oh, yeah. So, like, he... And he doesn't have the benefit of, was it, John Ford, who did mm-hmm. Stagecoach? Correct, He yeah. doesn't have that... Like, this is also not filmed beautifully. No. So, like, it very much... Do you know what it is? It very much is filmed like a 1920s silent movie. It is. It's, like, better film quality, but it, it you could make this a silent film. The staging of it, all of that, that's what this looks like. And... He is dressed to stand out um, in this white, fringy outfit with this giant hat. And I would argue it's a hat too big. Um, It's like an 80-gallon hat. Oh, my God. It's like a 100-gallon hat. Um, I have to make it lose points for the red face, um, brown face. Uh, It's not great. Um, the, The... eagle feathers uh, also john wayne has a moment where he takes his shirt off throws on a headdress and a blanket over duke's saddle to be able to sneak back through enemy lines to get to the camp the, the telegraph camp uh when he went minus, to grab the headdress i God. audibly said oh no john no don't <laughs> like, do it john stop john no also also 
the only reason he could blend in with this particular group okay of of indians right quote unquote um is because he too was a white man otherwise <laughs> otherwise he would stand out like a sore thumb he was like a shining beacon yes <laughs> like like you are a white dude <laughs> sir very much so um like have you heard of tanning yeah just you know um like you have not spent any days in the sun you look like you're from scandinavia right um yeah <laughs> but yeah that's the only reason you could blend in um but uh but i did like his cowboy outfit just because it was like it was rhinestone it was like it was. if you want to know a, what a rhinestone cowboy looks like it's this he's in a white fringe on a white horse with a hat that's too big yeah um you could see him coming a mile away yeah um otherwise it was standard costumes but i'm fairly certain i i would be curious to see what the girl wore in the first iter in the silent version of this because i almost want to bet that they pulled out the same outfit for alice in that in this because she's not wearing she is wearing 19... She looks like a silent movie heroine. She does. Um, she's got Ginger Rogers finger wave hair. 100%. Um, which, don't get me wrong, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I think that was the actress's... Like, um, Marceline Day is the actress. And she's beautiful. Do not get me wrong. Um, but she's in like this... It's like if someone took a 1920s flapper dress drop waist dress and just made it long like that's what this looks like that she's wearing she does not look like uh the old west at all no um like she looks almost like um tomorrow she's gonna film a movie where the uh tax man or the landlords come into her house uh, to tell her that the rent is overdue and she's going to get evicted. Like, that's... yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, I got to film that tomorrow so I yeah. can't grow my hair out. Yeah, or it's like, I'm filming this in the morning mm -hmm. and then same costume this afternoon. I'm going to go film, you know, like the kid with Charlie Chaplin. Like, that's <laughs> yes. what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> And then tomorrow I'm going to be in a movie with Fred Astaire and need to have, you know, perfectly peroxide blonde finger wave hair with my arch diet, my skinny brows. Um, that's what needs. This is how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. But she did a great job. Loved her character. She did a great job. Otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> it. It, it, this movie is so 1930s it hurts at times it yeah it it's you didn't have to tell me it was from 1933 that this was mm -hmm. filmed yeah it oozes the 30s mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's good stuff and then and then i think we've got our postcard moment yeah did you have i didn't have one yeah it was hard because this this movie is, I'm just going to say it, it's ugly. <laughs> it's yeah. just ugly. Um, and, like, the stock footage is, to me, very obvious. It, it's very distracting because mm -hmm. you're like, this is not the same movie. Then there's several, several spliced in 
scenes or you know cuts it was like it was like someone said this has to be under an hour it has to be 55 minutes so anytime they're running run it double time yes because we gotta like keep this going Mm -hmm. um it has to we have a 55 minute slot we cannot be one second over yes um so it makes it look very silent film era yeah and which is a shame because like there are some silent films that are filmed beautifully Mm -hmm. there are some that like are filmed interesting that have interesting shots all this kind of stuff this really doesn't yeah it i mean and and honestly this was a b movie so Mm -hmm. it and it it shows it just it shows that they just churn this thing out they're like just we're gonna use half the movie from the the original and then fill in Mm -hmm. the blanks like we're trying to get traction we've got this new kid under contract yeah we've gotta get him working we gotta get him in things yeah Um, get his face out there Yes, let's see. Let's see what will stick. Will him and the horse stick? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll have like when did Roy, when did Roy Roy Rogers? I'm gonna have a hard time to say that five times fast. When did he show up? Yeah, when was his time period? And I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look up because the other I know another B movie we've watched with John Wayne was Haunted Gold, and <laughs> while that movie was probably more racist. I thought it was shot better. Oh, wow. That was earlier. It was uh, 1932. Okay. So 1935, it looks like, was Roy Rogers's earliest movie. Even though we know Trigger was already acting at this point, I believe. Um, Trying to trying to get in on that horse and man mm-hmm. uh, yeah. bandwagon, you know, trying to start that train. But I, but I, I think there, I think the like the singing cowboy, the like, mm-hmm. I think that trope had already existed, yeah, and was a thing. So I think it's again they're trying to find like we've got this good looking young kid, like what can we put him in mm-hmm. that will get him going yeah like do we pair him up with a horse do we do this do we do that what do we do well i for one think the horse was a great idea um but other i mean ugly film ugly film i think the 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 only scene i enjoyed looking at was the uh general store (laughs) which isn't saying much no and it's like i really thought about like do i have a postcard for this and i think this is like one i just do not have a postcard for. i don't think it deserves one to be honest Mm -mm. john wayne's trying to awkwardly scooch over the back of a saddle give us the scooch cut (laughs) release it you cowards (laughs) he's dead he won't know he yeah no one needs to know it was probably Mm -hmm. a stunt double any anyway it's very true so very true release the cut release it <laughs> they probably destroyed that piece of film it just not I think probably did because it probably was actually john wayne and they were like "Ooh, yeah just throw Ooh. that burn that yeah we're not gonna make him do that again so yeah so if you want to watch i think i think the consensus is 
Or, or let's rate this. Let's. Rate yes. This. Yeah. Yeah. How, how how would you rate this one, Mel? I'd give it a one. I I can't. Yeah. I I cannot like. It has so like. I would be like the love story is cute, you know. Like once he finally realizes that she's not insane. Yes. <laughs> because she's not just this random woman he's never met who's. Like when she explains herself, he's like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah." <laughs> like now it all makes sense. Right, fine, I get it. Like you're not a crazy person, because I think he does have an appropriate reaction he to does. her flinging herself at him. Right. Yes. Um, but so like the love story's not bad. The woman has a decent part. It's short. Um, which for some of these, I'm like, it needs to be. Yeah. It doesn't have any excess fluff in it. Um, but I. I can't rate it any higher because it is ugly filmed. It's lazy. Um, and it's the, the, the racism, <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is like par for the course, but it's almost like they, they didn't, they didn't try like at mm-hmm. all. Like, you know, so I would have to agree with you. I think a one, I mean, I want to give it more for Alice and Duke, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're enough to save the rest of the movie no. to uh, to make it to make it rewatchable. Correct. Yeah, um, yeah. I have like no and, desire to watch this again. And again, like what was really funny is like what did I see in this, or or was it even like did I watch this and then another movie? Because you know how TCM likes to yeah. Keep- and so was I just conflating this with a different movie that I really liked um, and just remembered it being this particular movie? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 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 Unfortunately, yeah, this one, I think you can give it a pass. I mean, if you're if you really like to see, I mean, I guess in a way it's kind of like, oh, OK, you can kind of see the the attitudes of the time. Uh, it's like a little and, entertainment time capsule, but as a piece it, of entertainment, not yeah, so and great. You, and in and of itself, the stock footage of like Native Americans was interesting. Yeah. Um, because it's. It, I'm glad it, it exists, it, but I didn't right? like it in this context. No, no, the context is poor. Um, I think the consensus is if you're gonna watch an early John Wayne stagecoach. 100% stagecoach that's 100% if you're like I want to see baby John Wayne in skip this watch stagecoach stagecoach is um, like a thousand times better than this yeah and uh I again what what because again I want to now I now I am now I am in a search for you're gonna find it the, the movie was that I watched around the same time I watched like the second half of this where it's, I think it's like essentially the same story, which was not shocking because I mean, this is like it's a, a pretty, stock. Yeah. It's a pretty standard story where there is like a, a resolution at the end. I You'll find it. I'll we'll continue it. our quest. I guess that uh, kind of leads us into a uh, dear listener. If you happen to know what movie Mel is thinking of, you can write to us at cowpunchersshow at gmail.com or drop us a line on our Instagram uh, at cowpunchers_pod, where we have fun content, our faces, and, you know, drop by, say hello. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can see our faces. Uh, sadly, there probably won't be any postcards this this week, but... Uh... I'll, I'll grab some extra shots of Zeke and, and, and Tippy uh, as our, yeah. our coots to <laughs> highlight the good coots that we got. And maybe some extra pictures of Duke because yeah, he deserves Duke... it. And we'll we'll see if we can capture the the gif of the lost scooching. I know, right? I'll be like, <laughs> release the scooch, scoochgate, nineteen thirty three. We deserve answers. We do. Duke Duke deserves. He deserves, deserves it. it. Justice yeah. for Duke. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's uh, that's it for this one. So I will uh, thank everybody for listening. Please uh, feel free to engage with us on social media or our email. Um, and uh, what does Stu say to end these things? Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Stu, you're going to have fun editing this one. Uh, <laughs> all right. And as always... I am not your deputy. I'm Amy McLeod. And I do not recommend this movie. My name is Melissa Huggins. <laughs> you watch yourselves out on the trail. And Stu, you insert your own hia. I'm not doing that again. You burned me before. Hia. 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 Oh, well, no matter. <laughs>